Hi there, welcome to the latest Back in the Day podcast with me, Dave Rivett. And after a 50th show special, some pop music, test match cricket and Wimbledon tennis, it's back to the good old footy. In this episode, I'll be having a good look at the 1964-65 FA Cup competition. The holders of the trophy were West Ham United, who the previous season with 2nd Division Preston North End and thrilled the nation with a great final, with the Hammers coming out on top 3-2. Remember that Ronnie Boyce goal late on. So we begin in the first round and all the neutrals are hoping for the non-league teams to upset their league rivals. The ties took place on November the 14th, 1964, and the first non-league heroes were Crooktown. Crooktown, based in Durham, were one of the most successful non-league sides of this period. They had been Northern League champions in 58-59 and 62-63, and have won the Amateur Cup three times in the last six years. They had the toughest opposition possible. Carlisle United, top of the third division, they would go on to win that league. Crooktown came through a half-fought match 1-0. South Liverpool FC of the Lancashire Combination went to 4th Division Halifax Town and came away with a 2-2 draw. They triumphed in the replay four days later, 4-2. Scarborough, who played in the Midland League, beat 4th Division Bradford City 1-0. So only three uh, giant killings, but there were so, so many efforts worth a mention. Biddeford Town held Colchester United to a thrilling 3-3 at Layer Road, but succumbed in the replay at home 2-1. Dartford held Aldershot to a 1-1 draw in Kent, but lost narrowly 1-0 in the replay. Kings Ling lost a tight one at home, 1-0 at home to 3rd Division Shrewsbury Town. Maxfield Town went down 2-1 at home to 4th Division Wrexham. Ishmael League Hendon lost a close one 2-1 at 3rd Division Port Vale. Cheshire League side Wigan Athletic also lost a close one 2-1 at 4th Division Stockport County. Other non-league sides will be in the draw for round two after beating fellow non-leaguers. They were Barnet, Enfield who needed two replays to see off Romford and Weymouth. So who were the big hitters of round one? York City beat non-league Bangor City 5-1. Peterborough United beat non-league Salisbury City 5-1. Newport County beat a spirited non-league side Sporting United 5-3 and Chester beat Crew Alexandra 5-0. Torquay United went to Kent and beat Canterbury City 6-0. But the biggest hitters of all were 3rd Division Bournemouth who gave a 7-0 beating to Southern League Division 1 side Gravesend and Northfleet. Digress in a minute, Gravesend and Northfleet changed their name to Ebbsfleet United in 2007 they have just won the National League South. I was there a few months ago to see my team Dulwich Hamlet. Hamlet lost 4-2. Ebbsfleet were promoted. Sadly, Dulwich were relegated. So it could be a while before I return. Maybe it could be in the FA Cup. Hope so. Anyway, back to December the 5th, 1964 and the FA Cup second round. What of our non-league heroes? Crooktown went down 1-0 at home to 3rd Division Oldham Athletic. Scarborough had a great 1-1 draw at 4th Division Doncaster Rovers, but on the following Wednesday night lost the replay 2-1. South Liverpool found 3rd Division Workington too strong and went out 2-0. Southern League side Weymouth went down 4-1 at 3rd Division High Flyers Bristol Rovers. But there would be a non-league side in the third round. Athenian League leaders Barnet were drawn against Ishmael League leaders Enfield. 
The two sides put on a great display of attacking football. The match ended Enfield 4, Barnet 4. In the replay the following Tuesday, Barnet ran out 3-0 winners. Not many big hitters in the second round. Chester won 5-2 at Barnsley. Brentford won 4-0 at home to Notts County. And Millwall beat Port Vale 4-0 at the Den. Two-third division sides, QPR and Peterborough, played out a 3-3-3 at Loftus Road. Posh won the replay 2-1. Northeast rivals Hartlepool United and Darlington played out a goalless draw. Darlington won the replay 4-1. Also in the hat for round three were Reading, Bristol City, who beat 7-up Bournemouth 3-0 at Dean Court, Chesterfield, Shrewsbury Town, Lincoln City, Newport County, Stockport County, Torquay United and Southport. So into round three, where all the big guns from the top divisions enter the competition. The ties will be played on January the 9th, 1965. The only non-league side left in the cup, Athenian league side Barnet, were given a good draw at home to last season's beaten finalists Preston North End of Division 2. The amateurs put on a great performance but went down 3-2 in a thriller. So last season's beaten finalists were through one of the holders, West Ham. They made no mistake, beating third division, First Division's bottom club, Birmingham City, 4-2 at home. There were four other all-First Division matches. The first was Everton versus Sheffield Wednesday. In a cracking match in front of over 44,000 fans, a Bergen own goal gave Everton a half-time lead. But two goals in six minutes by Phantom and Quinn turned the game on its head. Wednesday led 2-1. It looked like they were going to go through, but a minute from time, time centre-forward Fred, Fred Pickering equalised. Final score, 2-2. The following Wednesday, no pun, over 50,000 fans packed in Hillsborough for the replay. Everton had the game wrapped up by half-time. Three goals from Pickering, Colin Harvey and Derek Temple sent Everton into round four. Leicester City and Blackburn Rovers played out a 2-2 at Fulbert Street, City came through 2-1 at Ewood Park five days later with goals from Graham Cross and Bobby Roberts. In the Stanley Matthews derby, two goals each from Stokes, John Ritchie and Dennis Violet saw off Blackpool 4-1. In the final all-first division tie, it was West Bromwich Albion versus Liverpool. Roger Hunt put the Reds one up just before the break and just past the hour, strike partner Ian St John made it two. A goal 10 minutes from time by centre-forward Jeff Astle gave the home side hope, but Liverpool held on to win 2-1. What about the three clubs who have pulled clear of the pack at the top of the first division? Newly promoted Leeds United, Chelsea and Manchester United. These three will make it one of the most exciting title chases in years. Top of the table, Leeds United brushed aside 4th Division Southport 3-0 at Ellen Road. The goal scorers Johnson, Greenoff and Johansson. Second place, second place Chelsea beat surprise second division leaders Northampton Town 4-1 at the bridge. It took Chelsea 44 minutes to break down Northampton when Bobby Tamlin instruct to give Chelsea a 1-0 half-time lead. Strike partner Barry Bridges made it two after 55 minutes and two minutes later Theo Foley put for his own goal to make it 3-0. Foley made up for this by converting a penalty in the 68th minute. But Barry Bridges got his second and Chelsea's fourth, 12 minutes from the end. Third place, Man United, in contrast, had a much tougher time home to fourth division, Chester. Jimmy Hughes shocked Old Trafford by putting Chester in front after just nine minutes 
a league they kept till half-time. Chester fought hard in the second half, but were undone by two goals in the space of four minutes just before the hour by George Best and Albert Kinsey. A great performance by Chester. What about the 1961 and 62 FA Cup winners, Tottenham Hotspur? Well, they had the fright of their lives down in the West Country where they fought out a thrilling 3-3 draw with full division Torquay United. Nine days later, the replay at White Hart Lane. Torquay put in a great first-half performance. Jimmy Greaves put Spurs in front, but Stubbs equalised. Alan Gilsey netted to give Spurs a narrow 2-1 half-time lead. But the second half was all Spurs. Jimmy Greaves scored twice more and Jimmy Robson another. Spurs 5, Torquay United 1. What of the other first division sides? Aston Villa cruised past Midland neighbours Coventry City 3-0. Sheffield United beat third division high flyers Bristol City after drawing one all in Bristol. Burnley were held by third division Brentford one all, but travelled to West London and won the replay 2-0. Arsenal travelled to the North East to play fourth division Darlington and won the tie 2-0 with goals from George Armstrong and John Radford. Fulham were up against fellow Londoners Millwall, who were riding high in, in Division 4. Millwall came from behind to get a 3-3 draw. The following Monday, over 31,000 crammed into the den, and I was one of them. I used to go to watch Millwall a lot in the mid to late 60s. The den had a great feel about it at this time. The club was on the up. They would go from 4th to 2nd Division in successive seasons, and on the way set a league record of 59 unbeaten home games. In goal, they had Alex Stepney, who just a few years later will be in the Manchester United goal against Benfica in the European Cup final. Fulham didn't know what hit them. In their side, they had England under-23 international goalkeeper Tony Macedo and the back full-backs England internationals George Cohen and Jim Langley, centre-half John Dempsey, who would enjoy great success at Chelsea later in his career. Up front, they had England internationals Bobby Robson, the great Johnny Haynes and a young superstar in the making, Rodney Marsh. Millwall battered them. They ended up winning 2 0 with second half goals from Dave Harper and Barry Rowan. In a magical, it's a magical night a 10 year old me will never forget. Sunderland brushed aside third division strugglers Luton Town 3 0 at Kenilworth Road. Nottingham Forest got a 1 0 home win over second division high flyers Norwich City. Relegation threatened Wolves had a hard time against second division strugglers Portsmouth. They came away from the south coast with a goalless draw and squeezed through 3-2 the following Tuesday at Molyneux. The second division's top side, Newcastle United, went down to the second division's bottom side, Swansea Town, 1-0, last season's surprise semi-finalists. The bottom club in the fourth division of Stockport County put their bad league form behind them to knock out third division high flyers Bristol Rovers, 3-2 in a replay, after getting a 0-0 in Bristol. Second Division hopefuls Bolton Wanderers breezed past Workington 4-1. In an all-second division tie, Charlton Athletic travelled to Cardiff City and came away with a 2-1 win. Peterborough United, Division 3, travelled to 4th Division Chesterfield and won 3-0. Apart from Spurs, two other teams managed to score five goals. Second Division Rotherham beat 4th Division Strugglers Lincoln City 5-1. Second Division Palace beat fellow... Second Division side Berry 5-1. But the biggest hitters of Round 3 were Second Division Middlesbrough, who beat Third Division Oldham Athletics 6-2. Other winners were Huddersfield Town, Plymouth Argyle, Reading and Southampton. 
Last special mention must go to the 3rd Division Shrewsbury Town, who travelled to Main Road and fought out a goalless draw with Manchester City. The following Wednesday, Shrewsbury came through with a 3-1 win. Round 4. Cup holders West Ham United lost their hold of the trophy on Saturday the 30th of January 1965. Without their inspirational captain Bobby Moore, they were beaten at home 1-0 by Chelsea, Bobby Tablin the scorer after 10 minutes. What are the other, title, uh, the other two title contenders? League leaders Leeds United, they were up against a very good Everton side. Over 50,000 were in to see Ellen Road early in the season. The two teams have met in a league match at Goodison Park. The match was called the Battle of Goodison. For the first time in a league match, a referee, Mr K Stokes, walked off the pitch because of violent play. A spine-chilling encounter was how reporter Jack Archer described it. A game that saw a player sent off in the fourth minute following a chest-high tackle. Two players failed after a clash of heads and fans warned for spitting at players. After the referee marched both players off the pitch for a ten-minute cooling-off period, a Tannoy announcement warned that any further crown trouble would see the game abandoned. Those were the days. The match was completed, Leeds winning 1-0. Mounted police then had to disperse angry fans from the streets around Goodison. Like all matches between this size, it was a very highly competitive ending one all. Story score for Leeds, pickering from the penalty spot for Everton. The following Tuesday, over 65,000 fans were in Goodison Park for the replay. Fred Pickering scored again for Everton, but goals for Weston and Jack Cholton saw Leeds through 2 1. Third place Manchester United, after surviving the Chester tie, were given another hard time of it. They travelled to Stoke City and came away with a goalless draw. In the replay at Old Trafford, they had a real battle on their hands, but they did manage to break down Stoke City's resistance in the 73rd minute with a goal by David Hurd. United were through. Last season's beaten semi-finalist Preston North End were beaten 2-1 at home by fellow second division local rivals Bolton Wanderers. The three South London teams had differing fortunes. Millwall went down 2-1 to Shrewsbury Town. Cholton Athletic were beaten 2-1 at Middlesbrough after a 1-1 at the Valley. But in all second division, in an all-second division tie, the Crystal, uh, Crystal Palace beat Southampton 2-1 at the Dell. Nottingham Forest silenced the Roker Roar by winning 3-1 at Sunderland. First division bottom club were held 2-2 at home to second division Rotherham United, but won the replay 3-0 the following Tuesday. Burnley were held 1-1 at 3rd Division Reading, and on the following Tuesday squeezed through 1-0 at Turf Moor. In an all-first division match, Aston Villa beat Sheffield United 2-0 at Bramwell Lane. In an all-second division tie, last season's surprise semi-finalist Swansea Town beat Huddersfield Town 1-0. The big hitters of the round were Tottenham Hotspur and Leicester. Tottenham's all-stars team, after putting five past talking in the last round, did the same to second division Ipswich Town. The score five 0 Leicester City beat second division Plymouth Argyle by the same score. The only real shock of the round, and what a shock it was, was at London Road, home of Peterborough United. In a cracking tie, still remembered today, they knocked out Arsenal. Arsenal took the lead and led one 0 at half time, but third division Peterborough struck back. Derek Dugan equalised, and Peter McMee got the winner. Not quite sure why a player of Dugan's ability ended up playing in the third division, but in May 65, he was back in the top flight with Leicester City. Good player. The fifth round ties were played on Saturday, February 20th, 1965. 
The first tie of the round had to have two replays before a winner was found. No penalty shootouts in 1965. First Division teams Aston Villa and Walsh drew 1-1 at Villa Park. The following Wednesday they fought out a goalless draw. The tie was settled at the Hawthorne, Hawthorne's home of West Bromwich Albion the following Monday. Wolves winning 3-1. In other All-First Division matches, second-place Chelsea met fourth-place Tottenham in front of over 63,000 fans at Stamford Bridge. In a close match, the tie was decided in the 17th minute with a goal from Chelsea centre-forward England man Barry Bridges. It was another hard tie for Manchester United against Burnley. The sides had met in a league game at Old Trafford the previous Saturday, United winning 3-2. This was another close one. Burnley centre-forward Andy Lockhead, but Burnley won up in the 17th minute. They were still won up at the interval. In the second half, despite waver, waver, attack, it looks though like Burnley would hold on. But with nine minutes left, that man Dennis Law struck, and a minute later, fellow Scott Pat and hit the winner. United win 2-1. League champions Liverpool were given a hard game by Bolton Wanderers, but came through 1-0 thanks to the goal by Ian Callaghan five minutes from time. Leicester City travelled to Middlesbrough and with two goals from Graham Cross and another from Dave Gibson ran out 3-0 winners. Third Division Peterborough, conquerors of Arsenal, found Second Division Swansea Town a tougher nut to crack and were held 0-0 at London Road, but the following Tuesday had travelled to Wales and came away with a great 2-0 win. Goals from Albert Johannesson and Johnny Giles gave Leeds United, the league leaders, a 2-0 win over 3rd Division Shrewsbury Town at Ellen Road. The best performance of the fifth round was by 2nd Division Crystal Palace, who put in a great performance to knock out Nottingham Forest 3-1 at Sellers Park. So into the sixth round, the quarter-final stage, who was left in the 1964-65 FA Cup competition? We had six 1st Division teams, Crystal Palace from Division 2 and Peterborough United from the 3rd Division. It took new leaders Chelsea just 15 minutes to destroy any hopes of another Peterborough giant killing. In front of over 63,000 fans at the bridge, Bobby Townsend scored twice and John, John Hollins another. On the half hour, Barry Bridges made it 4-0. Vic Crow pulled one back four minutes from half time, but the game was put to bed two minutes from time by Burt Murray. Chelsea 5, Peterborough United 1. Crystal Palace found Leeds United just as ruthless in their tie at Sellers Park. Two second-half goals from Peacock and another from Storey gave Leeds a 3-0 victory. League champions Liverpool had a visit to Filbert Street to take on Leicester City. In an end-to-end tie, the match finished goalless. In the replay at Anfield, four days later, Liverpool came through with a Roger Hunt goal in the the 72nd minute. The match of the round was at Molyneux between Wolves and Manchester United. Relegation threatened Wolves threw their league shackles off and stunned title chasing United with two goals from Scottish striker Hugh McAmore in the opening 15 minutes. United struck back just before half-time. Dennis Law headed in from a corner. Half-time, Wolves 2, Manchester United 1. There was no stopping United in the second half. In the 51st minute, David Hurd scored from a John Connelly pass. On the hour, George Best put United 3-2 up. Six minutes later, it was four, a left foot shot from Pat Crerand. Fifteen minutes to go, Dennis Law free kick, 5-2. Peter Knowles did smash one in from close range near the end, but it was too late. Wolves 3, Manchester United 5. I doubt if there has ever been a stronger semi-final lineup. We had the three runaway leaders of the First Division and the current league champions, Liverpool. 
Of course, the title chasers, Leeds United, Chelsea and Manchester United, had an Ireland League FA Cup double, last achieved by Spurs in 60-61, the only time the feat had been done this century. So the semi-final draw, which would take place on March the 27th, 1965, we had Leeds United versus Manchester United at Hillsborough and Liverpool versus Chelsea at Villa Park. Over 67,500 packed into Villa Park for the Liverpool v Chelsea semi-final. I must say, I think the semi-finals are better at Hillsborough, Manchester, rather than at Wembley, that they are now. I just think they lose something being at Wembley. Chelsea did the early pressing and thought they had taken the lead when centre-half Mortimer headed in, but referee Mr David Smith disallowed the goal. The match was goalless at half-time. The breakthrough came just past the hour mark. Liverpool winger Peter Thompson fired in a left-foot shot. In the 76th minute, Ian St John was brought down in the box by Ron Harris. Penalty. Willie Stevenson shot high into the Chelsea net 2-0. Chelsea never recovered. Liverpool were through to Wembley. The other semi-final was a really close affair. It was a bad temper first half that degenerated even more in the second period. In one clash with Jack Charlton, Dennis Law's shirt was ripped to shreds and hung loosely from his shoulder for the last 30 minutes. As one headline said, too much tension, too little skill. The game ended goalless. The replay will be at the City Grand Nottingham the following Wednesday. Leeds done the early pressing and some high balls into the United area were giving keeper Pat Dunn a lot of problems. Corner after corner had United on the back foot. A Cooper volley was well saved by Dunn. The game looked to be going into extra time until two minutes from the end. A straight free kick from the centre circle was brilliantly headed into the net with his back to goal by little Billy Bremner. United tried to come back, but it wasn't to be. Leeds won, Manchester United nil. Well, one thing was for sure. There would be a new name on the famous trophy. Neither Leeds United or Liverpool won the FA Cup before. In fact, I don't think the Leeds have even got through the sixth round. The FA Cup final would take place on the 1st of May 1965. The Liverpool lineup: Tommy Lawrence, Chris Lawler, Jerry Byrne, Jeff Strong, Ron Yates, Willie Stevenson, Ian Callaghan, Roger Hunt, Ian St John, Tommy Smith, Peter Thompson. Manager: Bill Shankly. Leeds United: Gary Sprake, Paul Reaney, Willie Bell, Billy Bremner. Jack Charlton, Norman Hunter, Johnny Giles, Jim Storey, Alan Peacock, Bobby Collins, Albert Johannesson. Manager, Don Revy. Both sides will be in their usual strip. Liverpool in all red and Leeds United in all white. The referee will be Mr W Clements from Birmingham. Actually, there's a great photo of the captains shaking hands at the beginning of the match because the contrast, because Ron Yates, the Liverpool captain, is about six foot four, and Bobby Collins, the Leeds captain, is only about five foot four. It's a great, it's a great picture. Well, the game was only three minutes old when both trainers were called onto the field after a clash between Jerry Byrne of Liverpool and Norman Hunter of Leeds. It was not known at this stage, but Byrne had broken a collarbone. He played the rest of the match in some pain. The first scoring chance went to Liverpool, but Jeff Strong cleaned through and his shot deflected for a corner. In the opening 20 minutes, Liverpool were the better side. The defenders, though, were both on top. Liverpool did have a few efforts on goal, but Gary Sprake in the Leeds goal was dealing with everything. Half-time, 0-0. 
Liverpool got on top again in the second half. Sprake made a fine save from Peter Thompson. And again, he saved from Thompson, the save of the match. With the final whistle went, it had to be said this was one of the dullest finals ever to be played at Wembley. But we now had 30 minutes of extra time. It was the first final which required the extra half hour since Charlton Athletic beat Burnley 1-0 in 1947. Suddenly, the game burst into life. Extra time was only three minutes old when the first goal was scored. Willie Stevenson dribbled his way through the Leeds defence and slipped the ball to the injured Byrne, who centred an ace striker Roger Hunt was there to head home. With Liverpool now going for more goals, a breakaway by Norman Hunter found the ball to Jack Charlton, who nodded it to a waiting Billy Bremner, who hit one of the great cup final goals. A cracking drive into the far corner. Keeper Tommy Lawrence hadn't time to move. 1-1. But nine minutes from time came the goal that finally settled Leeds' fate. Ian Callaghan raced down the wing, beating all challenges. He put in a perfect centre, and there was Ian St John's head the ball home. Winners and losers had been decided. E.I. Adioui won the cup, echoed around Wembley. Liverpool had deserved their victory. Well, that's it for another episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you want to make a comment about this or any other episode, you can do so on the Back in the Day group page on Facebook. That's it. See you next time.